faith, hope, inspiration, and edification. Welcome to the Edify Podcast with Billy Hallowell, a show that cuts through the cultural noise to explore the biggest headlines and issues of the day. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, what's going on? It's Billy Hallowell. Welcome to the Edify Podcast. I'm excited today to be here. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a great guest coming on the show today. But before we get to that, let's dive into some of the biggest headlines of the week. It is no secret that President Donald Trump has been continuing to heal from COVID-19. He and his wife, the First Lady Melania Trump, both tested positive, as did some senators and others connected to the president. Now, this is a big deal, obviously. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, First and foremost, we are hoping and praying for the president's healing, and it seems like he's been doing pretty well. But one of the most notable developments, I think, when an event like this happens generally falls with the reaction to that event. And what we've seen with the president and his illness is that there are a lot of messages from people who are not wishing good things on the president. Um, and, and it's disheartening and it's sad. And I wrote I wrote an op-ed for Fox News this weekend actually talking about this issue, talking about the fact that when someone is sick, whether we like them or dislike them, it doesn't matter. We should not be taking joy in others illness and in others' misfortune. We are literally called not to do that. Jesus calls us to love our enemies. And so I'm going to put enemies in quotes, uh, but I I think today that's how we're handling politics. If we disagree with somebody, if we don't agree ideologically, we set out to see them be destroyed. And when I say we, I don't mean all of us. I mean some people, some people in culture. Now, what I do want to highlight, I think this is important, some people like MSNBC's Rachel Maddow and former Former President Barack Obama, they actually did the opposite. They put out really wonderful messages calling for prayer and really looking beyond the partisanship and the politics. And I just want to read one of the tweets that President Barack Obama, former President Barack Obama, sent. He said, While there's a lot at stake, let's remember that we're all Americans, we're all human beings, and we want everyone to be healthy no matter our party. Now, that is the kind of message we want to hear right now. And so there have been plenty of well-wishers, but, you know, all of the negative comments, that is not what we want to be doing. When somebody is ill, when something happens again, pray for that person, right? Right. Hope for that person to be well. And so with that, I'll move on to our next story. Uh, but we just want to say, listen, people over politics. That That is always the message. That is always the story at the heart of the story. People over politics. Okay. So for our second story, there's actually a really interesting group of pro-life evangelicals. Their name is Pro-Life Evangelicals for Biden. They've come together to urge people to vote for Democratic former Vice President Joe Biden, who is hoping to become president in November. And this is a mixture of prominent Christian leaders, some former heads of universities and one of Billy Graham's granddaughters. So lots of interesting people in this mix. Now, some people might be wondering, well, how are these Christians who are pro-life casting a vote for Biden? And so they address this. They put out a statement and their statement reads in part, quote, As pro-life evangelicals, we disagree with Vice President Biden and the Democratic platform on the issue of abortion, but we believe that a biblically shaped commitment to the sanctity of human life compels us to a consistent ethic of life that affirms the sanctity of human life from beginning to end. 
Now, the Christian Post has an op-ed from two of the people involved in that movement. You can read it. You can go over to ChristianPost.com, see what their arguments are. It's obviously going to spark a lot of debate, a lot of division, a lot of contention, because a lot of pro-lifers, most of them, in fact, have opted for President Trump because of his pro-life policies. So it is interesting to see this group emerge. We'll have to wait and see if they are persuasive among evangelicals. Our third and final story is a little bit more of a reminder that we are still, in the midst of all this chaos and and craziness, we are still waiting to see what's going to happen surrounding Judge Amy Coney Barrett. She is the U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Donald Trump chose her. And in the midst of the COVID diagnoses and, and all the other chaos, it appears as though Republicans are going to move forward, that around October 19th, they are going to return and later than expected, and obviously that's pretty close to the election, Uh, begin the hearings for Judge Amy Coney Barrett to see whether or not she's going to make her way onto the Supreme Court. That is a huge, huge event, right? So if this doesn't happen, it's going to be very disappointing for many conservatives. If it does, it's going to be very disappointing for many on the left. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But we want to keep an eye on it because obviously... Everything else is sort of putting a cloud over that at the moment. They were already on a tight deadline. That deadline has become even tighter with the restrictions that obviously surround COVID that are impacting members of the Senate as well as the president and others in the administration. So with that said, we're going to take a quick break and we are going to be back with a very, very special guest. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Welcome back to the Edify Podcast. I am Billy Hollowell, and I'm very excited to welcome our guest to the show today. Her name is Samara Armstrong. She's an actress. You probably know her from The O.C. and a ton of other projects. She's been in a lot of of movies and TV shows over the years. Uh, Now, I was really excited to get a chance to talk with her because, and before we welcome her, I just want to set this up. She recently, and you may or may not know this, kind of like burst back onto the scene with this video supporting President Donald Trump. And in this video, she decreed the far left mob, and that's a quote, um, saying that the far left mob has silenced Americans. And so I wanted to talk with her as an actress and not from really a Christian perspective, but from a free speech perspective. You know, I've I have lived in and around New York City for almost 20 years. When I was 18 years old, I came here for college and I haven't left. And I have to tell you, and I wrote a book about this called Fault Line, uh, that it's very difficult sometimes when you are in a culture where everybody around you disagrees, right, uh, with your very worldview, not just the things you think, but the person you are. And so that can be that can be tough. It can also be really enriching. But it caught my eye that Samara was out there talking about her experience, you know, in Hollywood and, and sort of being silenced and coming forward in a pretty bold way to talk about Trump and to support Trump in in Hollywood, an arena where he is not popular. And so with no further ado, I want to welcome Samir Armstrong to the Edify podcast today. Hey, how's it going today? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. So, well, welcome to the show. Now I have to tell you, you have made a lot of headlines and I'm sure you know this in the the last couple of weeks, uh, you made some major waves. You put out a video in support of Trump. 
Um, and yeah. in the world in which you live and that you come from, this is sort of a rare thing. So what, what was it that made you speak out? I had this overwhelming uh, bubbling urge inside of me to be an alternative voice in the midst of, you know, the, the, the Hollywood, I guess, profile. Um, it didn't seem like there was a balanced perspective in terms of like lots of liberal voices, but I hadn't heard any except for say some fringe actors. Um, and what happens is I think a lot of times if you do speak out, you're suddenly labeled as, you know, like a has been or, or like an untouchable, like don't, you know, don't go near that person. They're yeah, you know, yeah, conservative. No, blacklisted. This is absolutely like for sure a solid fact, like you will be blacklisted. And I, I weighed my options in terms of what the experience of that could potentially be and what the benefit would, would also be if I, if I did speak out. And, and to me, speaking out far overweighed the fact that I might be blacklisted. And quite frankly, I think the fact that I am potentially going to be blacklisted is it speaks to the ridicu ridiculousness of what, you know, what's going on. Right. So yeah. Um, it, that even in itself proves the point, like what happened to a free country and a free freedom of speech and freedom of thought and freedom of religion. And, you know, the, the, the fact that, you know, I, I believe the far left is like, we're tolerant of anyone, only if you're liberal, anyone else, you're exiled, you know? Well, I was going to say, cause that's the whole, you know, being liberal, this idea of being liberal, being open you, you know, it should mean that you're open to other ideas. You might not agree with them, but you're open to them right. and having this respect for people. But that yeah. it, it seems like in the media, in Hollywood, right. in universities, I mean, those are the three places we learn, right? right. Outside of right. churches and, the, right. and culture right. Right. that this exists, this bubble exists. So you made this decision to say, I'm going to speak out. What has life been like um, in the last few weeks since you did that? Yeah, it, it's actually been incredible. I had no idea that it would, like you said, get as many headlines as it ended up getting. That was certainly not my intention. And I think that speaks to how strongly people were desiring a different voice to be heard. Um, I've met so many people over Instagram and, and people like you where I'm able to have this conversation that, you know, I, I've never been I've literally one person in Hollywood knew I voted for Trump. So I've never had the opportunity to have these dialogues with people. And I think that's what I wanted to do was to normalize this process, you know, and, and, and throw myself out there to be like, I don't know everything. And I certainly don't claim to, but I do have a perspective that's valid. And I think other people do as well, who are not getting the opportunity to even bring it to the table. Well, and the thing that's really interesting to me is that people will say, well, Trump is just so extreme. It's so different. The reality is, and I'd love to get your take on this. Yeah. I've worked in the media for a long time. I live in New York. I have lived in New York City and New York, outside of New York City, for more than half of my life now. And my experience has been that as a person who is a Christian, who is conservative, that most people around me don't agree with me, that the media in Hollywood have always had these issues with Republicans and conservatives, right? This is not something that just emerged with Trump. I think no. Trump is a little in, more in your face, but what, what's your yeah. experience in Hollywood? Yeah, actually, so I, I moved out to Hollywood. I was 18 years old. Um, shortly thereafter, Trump, uh, sorry, Bush got reelected. And I remember I was in a yoga class and they announced it and people were bawling, <laughs> losing their minds. So that was 20, that was over 20 years ago, right? So that's been going on for a very long time. It's not just Trump, it's embedded into our culture. 
uh, in Hollywood, at least. Yes. Well, and that uh, started you, with you Bush. Of, you've heard of the the Abe group? There was a there was a secret. Yes. Yeah. The Friends of, of Abe, right? The Friends, the friends of, of Abe. Yes. Yeah. Friends of Abe. Secret society of 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 conservatives that met up in hiding, basically, um, to exchange thoughts and, and perspectives because that's how it has to be. You have to be in hiding in Hollywood if you are speaking up. Anything it's so crazy in opposition of yeah the left. Wait, and it is crazy because there's this you know term liberal. I happen to be pretty dang <laughs> liberal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, in terms of like uh, social uh, and equality stances, like I'm all for everybody. Most conservatives are, and so they've hijacked the left has hijacked this idea of like liberal values, but they don't represent it. Any, if certainly not better than I would say, people down the middle and conservatives. And obviously, right, far, far right is a whole different thing. But you know, most conservatives are pretty darn fair. And um, even if they disagree, there may, there may be. I mean, listen, there are plenty of things I don't personally agree with, and I have friends who do them, and that's fine. I don't have to agree, right? We can just agree to disagree. That's cool with me. Mm. That's my right? favorite thing. We don't have to convince one another. We can have the debate. We can learn from another. We don't have to change the other person's mind. That's not the point, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the, I think to me, and maybe it's because I came to New York when I was 17, 18, I guess. So it was, I was 18 when I came and I came from a very conservative house, you know, church going every week. And I entered into a world where everybody was different from me. And I mm -hmm. learned how to adapt to that and to be okay with it and to be friends yeah. with people who were yeah. very different from me. Yeah. Why can't we yeah. all do that? Well, it's a beautiful quality to have to be able to adapt. That that I think is one of America's core values: the ability to adapt, the, the freedom to have the ability to adapt. And we're discouraging that by speaking only one narrative and existing in only one lane of truth, which quite often is based in lies. You know, the, the, way, the things that are being peddled. Joe Biden last night, he, he was such a flawless liar. I, I, I was shocked. I was impressed. And he keeps pumping out these same lies that he's been pumping out for decades now. And, and especially in regards to Trump, the white, whole white supremacy BS. And, you know, it's just, it's silly. It's we're, what is happening right now is this inability to respect different viewpoints. And so you've been, I mean, you've been in Hollywood for a long time and you talked about maybe facing some scrutiny or being blacklisted. Do you think that it really is going to be a major problem for you? I have no doubt that it will be. Yes, absolutely. The The flip side of that, I've, I have already been approached by, you know, conservative studios or, you know, producers who have similar thinking to me. Um, but there's no doubt that at this moment I will be I, or am blacklisted and an un, untouchable in the traditional Hollywood media sense. And, <laughs> and the thing is why I got into Hollywood and, and film and television is because I always loved this idea of telling stories, whatever they are, with a reflection of a moral in, inside of it. There's a moral uh, uh, narrative that you gain some sort of insight on how to be a, maybe a decent human being or what isn't a decent human being. And that's absolutely missing. It's now just a doctrine for the far left storytelling. You know right. I mean? Well, that's been something that's interesting to watch too. And, you know, I know that a lot of studios are really trying to 
find ways to have other worldviews, whether it's a Christian worldview or a conservative worldview, be shown because Hollywood has been very successful in being able to advance narratives, right? And because there is a power in that. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's a responsibility that they, that I do believe they have the best intention of um, having play out. I, you know, I, I think they're trying, they, they do hear feedback. I think they knee jerk reaction to a lot of the feedback they get, but they're, I, I don't think it's a malicious intent. It's just not a broad perspective of the world, certainly not of America. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of, I think part of the issue. Now I was going to ask you, cause I'm just curious what, what are some of the big lessons you've learned in Hollywood? So before this moment of, you know, coming and speaking about this, what are some of the things in your journey? Cause again, yeah. you've done a lot that you've learned. I, I, actually, one of the first things that I learned was one on one of my first shows, everyone, everyone um, knows me from. I remember calling my mom and saying, mom, the acting is really after, after cut and before action. <laughs> that's when I have to do my most acting in Hollywood you know that the easy part was between action and cut that's so funny say some lines put some energy into it the real putting on a front and and playing into the culture of Hollywood was was not natural to me and and um I I had to I had to act my way through it. You had to act your way through acting. You had to act your way through the industry of acting, yes, right? That's, yes, exactly. Um, what have been some of the the benefits for you of being there? Because it's a hard world to be in. I mean, it's not. This is yeah. not an easy world to work it's, in. And it, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. I have a lot of respect for people who can get up every day, try and do something, and then have a ton of people tell them they're terrible at it. You know, even <laughs> the, even the audition process, like. You know, to be able to continue on—that's beautiful—and not be um, weighed down. And uh, oh, I, I didn't get this job; I'll never work again. Although there are people who believe that, but um, you know, the the tenacity to push through and persevere—I super appreciate that. You've developed such a thick skin, and I do think that's part of the reason why, going forward, coming out and speaking, I don't. I already know there's going to be naysayers. I already know people are going to think I'm, you know, an idiot or whatever it is they might judge me as. I am confident in myself and my ability and my convictions and who I am as an individual. So anyway, anyone has to say about me, it doesn't, it sort of rolls off me, right? There's obviously things that could trigger an emotional reaction, but for the most part, it's just people's opinions. And through the process of being in Hollywood, you know, they, they call it a thick skin. You, you develop sort of a bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine you do. And when you get good at that, it, it helps you in other areas of your life too. And so here you are, Yeah. you, now you have not back. It wasn't like you just posted one video and you backed down. You are post. you are posting a lot. You're having a lot of interesting yeah. conversations. Right. Have you been in touch with the Trump camp at all throughout this? I, I just spoke with him a couple of days ago, actually. Yeah. Very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. So do you think you'll do some some stuff with them, some events maybe? I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally open to that. Obviously, I want to maintain a level of independence and, and not be a peddler of, a, a, of an administration. But I have great respect and admiration for the Trump administration. So anything that I could do to help get out their accomplishments, what they've achieved for America and the world abroad, I, I'd be happy to do. Um, 
but I won't be controlled. You know, I won't be told right. what to say. You See, know, that's, that, that's helpful, though, because you don't want to. I, I think no matter where people are, it's so easy. And I see this happen with people I've worked with or people I know. Um, and it doesn't matter what side it happens on that you can get enveloped into this world. And then you ha everything somebody says or does, you have to defend or yes. you know, go on the side. And it's like, but wait, maybe I didn't like that. right? Maybe yes. that wasn't OK. Well, it's important yeah. to be open to changing your mind, changing your perspective and new information. Um, and, and I get called out all the time. And when I am, I look into it and see, oh, yeah, you're right. But I was wrong about that. I didn't fact check that. I shouldn't have said that. And and that leaves me, at, you know, in an, an ability to adapt. Yes. I'm voting Republican right now in this presidency election. I, it doesn't mean I'm always going to vote Republican. You know, if there's if there's a different candidate on the other side, that's speaks to my values more than than the other. I, I'm not going to attach myself in in solid stone sure. anything. That's healthy. And I think but I think that's how right now everybody's so tribal. Everybody's like in a corner, I right? And it's like that. this is where I am and this yeah. is where I'm going to be and I'm going to hate everybody else who's on the other side. Yeah. My experience has been and I get in trouble for saying this that there are conservative people who are closed-minded, but that conservative people for me have been way more open-minded in terms of tolerating other ideas, not saying yeah. I agree. I mean, I don't care right. if somebody agrees with me or not, but if we can tolerate each other and be friends, I'm right. good with that. I haven't experienced that as much yeah. on the other side. And I'm not saying there aren't tolerant liberals. There are, but I, I that's, that's just my why, experience. That's why the the silent majority is silent because we all okay. That's how you feel. You want to talk about you, you know you want to talk about it. Be <laughs> at me. Fine, go ahead. You know that to have your have your belief. Right. But 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 you're right. As soon as I spoke my belief, I lost a number of friends. And I was going to ask you that. What it, yeah. what has happened personally? Um, there's um there there have been a few friends who are like I get what you're saying. Um, a lot of closeted conservatives I didn't even know I was friends with came out and thanked me. <laughs> but the, you know, the bleeding heart liberals slammed the door shut on me. I was divisive. My tone was inappropriate. You know, I started being labeled as, you know, uh, derogatory words. And these are good friends of mine. You know, and um, it's a it's a shame. But that again speaks to the reaction of the far left liberal movement. Right where we are, where we are right now, and. So have you had other people in Hollywood, other actors among those those people speak out to you? I won't ask you who, but. Yes, I have. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yes. And other actors who have said, I agree with you, but you're not going to oh, say, I'm not going to ask who, who yes. they are, but okay. Actresses, actresses yes. 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 And, and other other verified accounts, let's put it that way. Interesting. Well, and people, I would imagine some people might be surprised to hear some of those who who have, who do feel that way because they feel afraid. Yeah. They don't want to be canceled. No. And I, you know, and I, and I've thought a lot about this. They, they don't want to be canceled. They have families to take care of. Um, and they also have employees to take care of, you know, yeah. so a cancellation isn't just about upon them. It's upon a whole a trickle down of, of human beings that rely upon them and their ecosystem of uh, economics that, that maintains, you know, right. financial flow. Right. Right. So it, it's a it's a daunting. I hope I hope to normalize this perspective so that people can feel more comfortable to also maybe not even so much speak out, but in in just being a representation of values. Right? You can yeah. show those values in your every every day rather than just being silent and let letting the liberal the far left liberals go on and on and on and on and on.
Yeah, you know, well, you have to have a conversation. I mean, people have to feel free to be able to speak. And what happens, and this is what's, and I try to tell people on the left this, no matter how much they dislike Trump, what happens when you push people out in culture, when you tell people that they don't belong, when you tell people that their views are antiquated and don't matter anymore, you end up having a Trump. So if you don't want a Trump, if they don't want a Trump, if that's not what they want, a, a fighter, someone who's going to go hard at the other side, then maybe have these conversations because then you might understand people a little better and make them feel like they're not crazy for believing you're, what they believe. You're absolutely right. That is such a good point. It it creates an extreme ism by, yeah. by, by not allowing something to happen. It sort of explodes in the other direction. Yep. And you kind of flow. You went, you went from sort of Obama to this opposite. I mean, Trump and Obama are very different in every way, right? Their demeanor, what they stand for. And I think a lot of people were in that silent majority or or I know the left would say it's a silent minority. It doesn't matter. It Trump won. And there were a lot of people who felt very clearly like they weren't being heard. And so we need to hear each other. And I think I think that's important. I think we need to do that on our side, on the other side, on every side. Right. Yeah, actually, I'm getting on a podcast later with a, a young uh, a young woman who is a Democrat. And, you know, and the, the point is to have a conversation, a dialogue and show people that it's possible that we can do it civilly. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on today. I so appreciate it. Thank you. It's nice to meet you. Thank you very much for letting me on and speaking with you. That was Samir Armstrong and really interesting story, right? It's fascinating to me to hear from people like her who, again, are kind of on the front lines of being in those difficult arenas. And maybe you're living in one of those tough arenas where, you know, people around you don't agree and it's sometimes frustrating. And we have to remember, I think, to to always love God, love others, be kind to others, especially those who don't agree with you. And sometimes the best way to get a message across is just to live the right way. Let people see truth through you, okay? And you might not even agree with Samara's viewpoint. You might not be voting for Trump. That's fine. Uh, but to understand that people should be free to express what it is they believe, that we should live in a country where we make that um, not only possible, but that we make it comfortable for people, and that we don't want people to feel silenced simply for our own emotions, right? Simply because we don't want to be challenged. I think we have to challenge ourselves, right, on that on that front to remember that free speech is free for everyone, not just us, and, and that's an important ideal. And so that brings us to the end of our show. I'm super excited about this show. I hope you guys are loving it. Please leave a review. Head over to iTunes. Well, it's Apple now. It's Apple Podcasts. And head over to any other platform and be sure, in addition to posting reviews there, that you download edify.app. If you go over to edify.app on your web browser, you can listen online. You can also type in E-D-I-F-I in the Apple and Android stores. And you can download the app and you can listen to all sorts of Christian podcast. There is a ton of amazing content on Edify, including two amazing, amazing shows that I'm helping produce. One is called Politely Rude with Abby Johnson. And the other is called Doubting It with Charlotte Pence Bond. Both of those amazing shows are streaming right now and, and listenable right now over on Edify, E-D-I-F-I in the app stores. And I will see you guys next week for another episode of the Edify podcast. Thanks for listening to the Edify podcast. For more transformational and faith-inspiring podcasts, head over to edify.app, where you can stream thousands of Christian shows right now. And for convenience on the go, download the Edify podcast app today from the Apple and Google Play stores and at edify.app.